I'm a giant when I stand Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, spell a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah What is up, everybody? It is back. Tides Tuesday is finally upon us. NFL Week 1 has come and gone, and we got a lot to talk about. And, of course, welcome to Grunt Talk Sports, along with my brother, Julian Gillardi. What's up, man? We're back, bro. You know, both of the teams took L's this week. I think you beat me in the picks. I mean, we'll have some checks as we go through this. But um, last night, what a cap to week one. I said football's back and boys as ever. You see the Raiders get that upset victory. They open up the Death Star with fans. One of the craziest games probably of the week. And we've seen quite some time. That was a wild one. But Raiders got that dub, which I did think was going to happen, but not in that way. Yeah, man. The Raiders last night, they started out a little cool. Derek Carr, you know, he was forcing the ball to Darren Waller, the baller. And rightfully so. Nobody else was making plays. He made all the plays and it proved twice. And the second half was something special. Derek Carr just turned on the lights. He earned his respect. And last night, Darren Waller, 10 catches, 150 yards and the touchdown. I just want to say the guy is absolutely sensational. Raiders have to pay him whatever he wants. He's their best player. Now, in terms of the Ravens, I'm very disappointed in the way they played last night. Yes, they are missing uh, Marcus Peters due to injury. Yes, I get it. Lamar Jackson last night with a costly fumble. He, you know what, at times didn't look really good, looked like a deer in headlights. He did throw that nice touchdown pass. But to me, the Raid, the Ravens looked a little sluggish. Yes, they were in it, but it's very evident the loss of J.K. Dobbins is a huge one for this Ravens team. Yeah, you know, the running backs are piecing it together. You see what Tavius Murray getting some burn, and there's some guy I haven't heard of I'm trying to remember quickly because it's such a – Tayshawn Williams. There we go. That's a tough one because there's a lot of them in there now. And then you see – um. Brown in the carry too, but yeah, I mean, it's a disappointing day for Baltimore and a great day to open up the Death Star for the Raiders. So I think that what we can take from this is that um, the Raiders are going to be maybe a contender, maybe not. <laughs> I guess we don't know for sure yet because you never know with them. But um, for the Ravens, are you concerned with all the injuries? Do you think they'll still, I'm sure they're still going to be a playoff team, but it might be tough for them to be among the AFC's best, how banged up they are. Uh, yeah, that's going to be a real issue with uh, how banged up they are. They've done, they cannot catch a break with the injuries, losing arguably your best cornerback. He's out for the year. Thank God they have Marlon Humphrey, who's also one of the best in the league. But this team lost all of its running backs. They're basically signing people off the street. Yeah. And, you know, the receiving course, Sammy Watkins – did a little bit, but obviously we know how he is. It's not Walkins. that consistent base. <laughs> I was about to bring up Watkins. I'm so happy you did. Watkins did his normal week one thing where he where he balls out and was like, oh, Sammy Watkins looks great. And then you'll see him play about eight games if you're lucky, and you'll hope to have him back for the playoffs, which the Chiefs didn't even get last year. So that's um, 
that's really something to look for. But we'll see what ends up happening. Yeah, and in terms of the Raiders, it's early. But the one thing is, I think they have a pretty decent defensive line. Max Crosby is the truth. I think he's very good. Um, other than that, they're secondary to me. I'm not sold on it. I do know that have Casey Hayward, who's pretty decent. I do like Jonathan Abram in that as a safety, but the corners I'm not buying. They got to get more pressure on the quarterback, but they on offense, if they could get Henry Ruggs rolling and Brian Edwards consistent and Darren Wall is going to do his thing no matter what, this offense could be scary, but it all starts – it lives and dies with how consistent Derek Carr is. 100%, bro. He has to be the one that sets the tone for them because – they don't have the guys outside the wall to really help too much. I mean, Edwards showed up a little bit later on. You have Zay Jones getting that touchdown. I can't believe the Raiders got stopped at the one and botched that. What a crazy game, but great win for them after all that. Absolutely. Great win. What a way this week one. Week one showed us some sleepers, but showed us some great football games and got us excited for this first time ever 17-game season. So next game, Jules, why don't we, you know what? Let's get it out of the way. I'll let you start with your Jets game, so go ahead. <sighs> Man, Makai Becton, what a shame. The guy can't stay on the field. He's he's making a reputation as a Tim Man a little bit. Um, I don't like what I'm seeing with that, and the line's going to suffer now. It really is. Um, you saw how bad it was even when he was playing. Um, not too thrilled with I saw. Barrett Tucker did not have a good showing in his debut. I know it's early, so I'm not going to go crazy with that. But the offensive line, again, just looked horrendous. That first half, the offense looked just like we saw under Adam Gase, getting nothing going. Zach Wilson was running for his life, made a few very nice plays that they dropped. Elijah Moore had a tough play. That was a deep ball with a nice completion. Wilson came – I'm actually really happy with Wilson. I am. He was very solid in his debut. He did have the one turnover. He showed a lot of nice flash plays, a few broken plays. He turned into touchdowns for Corey Davis. Those were nice. Um, that one ball to Denzel Mims to end it later on with the 40-yard catch was really cool. Definitely want to see more of Mims. Very curious situation with him. Berrios played decently well. I wanted to see more from Elijah Moore. He was underwhelming. Defense, you know what? They did pretty good, except the busted coverage for Robbie to Sam, you know. Keeping McCaffrey in check's always impossible. Darnold, you know, he was he was pretty solid. I'll give him the respect. He beat us and all that. But there were a few plays that made us remember why the Jets got rid of him, too. Yeah, so a lot to dissect here. Zach Wilson, in, his start, in the beginning of his start, the first half, listen, he wasn't getting protection. He forced a lot of balls. The interception he threw to Shaq Thompson – that's a rookie mistake. He didn't see the uh, linebacker undercutting the route. That's a rookie mistake, but he'll clean that up. Um, the defense for the Jets, they did keep Sam Darnold in it. They know him better than anybody, so I'll give them respect. Um, the blown coverage by Robbie Anderson, it just comes down to this. Robbie Anderson's speed, that's all it comes down to. He beat him. Literally, the corners let them get behind him, and – Zach Wilson in the second half really turned it on. He showed his ability to keep the play alive and scramble and throw the ball on the run. That's something that a lot of quarterbacks don't have. He was making plays that rookies shouldn't make. He looked absolutely sensational in the second half and even tried to help them come back. Uh, I will tell you this, Corey Davis was huge in this game. 
I don't understand why uh, Elijah Moore didn't get more touches. One catch for negative three yards is not enough. This guy needs to be involved early and often. Put him in the slot, move him around. The, the Mike LaFleur should have known that. The Panthers' defense showed really well. I do want to tip my hat to somebody. I think Sam Darnold played very well against the, his former team. Um, I think, you know, what we noticed with him is he got the ball out of his hands a lot quicker than he used to. Him and Robbie Anderson have great chemistry. And, hell, he even has tremendous chemistry with DJ Moore. And Christian McCaffrey is just unstoppable. It was a tough ask for this young Jets team. But Zach Wilson, what he showed in his first start, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. He started out poorly but finished very strongly. The corners held up well, surprisingly well. One of the best uh, ratings this week. Like, they didn't have any penalties either. I really commend the secondary except for the one busted play, honestly. Yeah, but like I said, Darnold's did his thing. Had a few high throws, whatever. <laughs> did have that one fumble, but – um, he'll be fine down there. He's going to be better. It's a better system. They have worse on release, it looks like, which is good for them. So we'll see what happens. Jets, you know, we have the big matchup with the Patriots next week. Not going to touch on that today, really, but um, both on one. But Jets, you know, they got a lot of work to do. Wilson, 250, ran in the two-point conversion, two touchdowns. I like what I saw. I think he's got a bright future. I'll still stand by that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So, We'll transition to my game because, you know, uh, I need to talk about this and get a few things off my chest quickly. So Patriots-Dolphins game, um, Mac Jones' first career start. Uh, I'm just going to tell you, if if I could show you my excitement, and I, I hate losing, but it's only week one, my excitement, you'll see how it is. I mean, I absolutely loved what I saw. He was absolutely sensational, 29 to 39. 281 yards. He did throw the touchdown pass to Nelson Aguilar, who, by the way, played exceptionally well. So the offense, you know, here's the thing. Patriots committed too many turn, uh, penalties and turned the ball over three times. That's going to get you beat. Tua Tungailoa, other than the interception, played absolutely sensational. Hats off to him. The red zone defense of the Dolphins clamp, clamped down. That was the play of the game. The Patriots – don't turn that ball over in the fourth quarter. They win the game. Uh, I like what I see. The Patriots defense did get reinforcements. I think Matthew Judon is huge, bringing him on. He played sensational Kyle Van Noy. But we're missing Stephon Gilmore. That's the Achilles heel in the secondary, and it was evident in this game. But my hat goes off to the Dolphins on a one-point win. But I'll tell you this. Mac Jones played sensational. I love what I saw. And the future is bright with them. Yeah, I didn't see any of the 4 o'clock games, so I'm taking a word for all this. I didn't get to watch, like, literally any of them. Jalen Waddle had a touchdown, though, so that might be a good thing for the Dolphins. Tight win. I did think the Dolphins would get this one done. Maybe not in the fashion that ends up happening, but it's a good statement for Miami early in the season. Patriots, you know, they, they improved a lot. Tough loss by a point. And then next week, we're going to see who gets the first win. Yeah, yeah, we will. That's going to be a fun one to watch. Definitely a fun one to watch. So next, why don't we stay in the AFC East and we'll go to the Steelers and Bills. You called this one, brother. I texted you. You had the Steelers getting this upset. Uh, I didn't see it, but the Steelers came to play and the Bills were calling Abbott, honestly. You know, it wasn't the best day for Josh Allen. Steelers get a special teams touchdown. A lot of field goal kicking in this one, but um, 
ultimately the Bills weren't good enough and the Steelers get it done. And Roethlisberger was just enough. Um, what did you think? I mean, you had this one. Well, in the beginning, Roethlisberger threw an interception. Uh, Josh Allen looked a little sluggish, didn't really play well. But the the Steelers' defense is one of the best in the league, so they really clamped down. Um, I will say this, Deontay Johnson came to play, caught that touchdown. He looked really, really good. Najee Harris didn't get that much, only 16 carries for 45 yards, but uh, his future is bright. For the Bills, you know, they don't have a rushing offense. That's another thing. Their rushing attack is non-existent. <clears throat> Stephon Diggs was pretty quiet, but it, came, it was a defensive game, and it came down to that special teams touchdown, which was the end of it. But the Steelers squeezed this one out. The Bills suffered a loss at home, which was really interesting and uh, eye-opening. But, yeah, I think the Steelers, you know, one of the, they snuck this one out. And they got to move on. But the Bills, you know, they're disappointed with this loss. They felt like they could win it. But the Steelers, to me, you know what? They're a different team. Roethlisberger in the offseason really uh, fixed a few things. And, you know, yeah, that's what they needed. And the Bills get a loss, and they're moving on to week two. Yep, 100%, bro. You put it perfectly. Absolutely. So what's, what, <clears throat> what game do you want to go to next? I'm trying to think of one that stands out well. Um, all right, so we can look through a few of them here. I'm looking at the one o'clock window, and we'll try to progress through the fours and waiters. So let's go to um, – how about 49ers-Lions? A little while when this ends up being. The 49ers are big. The Lions almost come all the way back. You see one touchdown pass from Trey Lance. Jimmy G throws for 314. Um, this guy Mitchell runs over 100 yards. Um, Simeon was a healthy scratch, or Simon, however you say his name. Now we have news that most hurts out for the year. Debo Samuel almost gets 200 yards. George Kittle gets 78. The Lions running game was a story here. You see Williams and Swift, they combine for close to 100. Then in the passing game, they both have a good game as well. They both have eight catches over 100 as well. So the Lions have something going here. TJ Hawkinson shows up with 100 yards and a touchdown. You know, Jared Goff did pretty well for his first time out. For all the slack we talked, he throws for 343 touchdowns in a pick. And the Lions almost pull off an improbable comeback. They were down, I think, 31 to 10 or something late at that point. It might have been 38 to 10, actually. But it was a crazy situation. They almost came all the way back. Yeah, bro. Uh, Jared Goff really played after throwing that pick six he threw. He really, really uh, clamped down and really played exceptional. Uh, the story of this game, T.J. Hawkinson played well. DeAndre Swift was better as a receiver in this game than a running back, but the, they fought all the way back. It, they fell short, but their their effort was there. 49ers, Trey Lance comes in, yes, throws, his, throws a touchdown pass to the kid Mitchell, but Jimmy Garoppolo throws three touchdowns. The defense of the 49ers looked pretty good. They just kept, uh, stayed in it. But the Lions, the story of this is the is the Lions. Uh, the fact that they were able to come all the way back. Nobody's given them a chance this year, and Jared Goff really played well. But I want to also say hat off, hats off to Debo Samuel. He's 100% healthy, and he showed you exactly how good he could be. 
100%. He went off and he's going to set the tone for this 49ers team as their top receiver outside of George Kittle now, arguably. So that was a great showing for him. Wasn't a battle between the two teams. I mean, maybe Dan Campbell is actually changing the culture in Detroit. The old Lions team with a folder like a cheap suit. So I got to give him credit for that. Well, it's crazy coaching tactics, but we'll see how it holds up for them. Absolutely, bro. We'll see what happens with the Lions. Got a long way to go. 100%. Actually, I kind of want to switch to Giants. I want to get talking to stay in the market a little bit, but then we can go back to one o'clock games. Go ahead. All right. So, Giants and Daniel Jones, I mean, not a great showing from him. He fumbles the ball, he throws for 267, get, gets just one touchdown. Uh, Barkley runs for just 26 yards. The offensive line's still a mess for this Giants team. Um, they got a long way to go, this Giants team. And the Broncos took it to them on the road. Bridgewater did what he had to do. He had a decent day, throwing 264 and two touchdowns, no picks. He doesn't make that mistake. Your boy Melvin Gordon runs for over 100. Javante Williams shows up strong. Judy and, and Fan had good games also. So there's a lot to like for this Broncos team after that first win. But we'll see what happens with them. Yeah, they end up getting two sacks, both from Von Miller. So what did you think? Well, first off, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, the, the turnover issue is still a problem. The guy fumbles the ball way too much. The Giants' offensive line is garbage. Let's call it what it is. It sucks. And when you're going up against the Von Miller-type pass rush, you better have your best your A game, and they did not have that. Nate Solder could not stay with them. Um, the Giants' offense was anemic. Uh, you know, Kenny Galladay did okay. Sterling Shepard had the touchdown. Uh, Saquon Barkley, he was on a limited role. That's why you didn't see him have that many carries and that many yards. He'll, that will build up as the weeks go by. But um, in terms of the <clears throat> excuse me, the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater did absolutely sensational. Noah Fant looking great. And then Melvin Gordon, you know what? He's showing everybody he's, he can't be slept on anymore. He's showing what he could do. Now, Jerry Judy, yes, everybody – I don't know if you know this. Jerry Judy uh, left the game with an ankle injury. Everyone, th- it was like a Dak, Dak Prescott injury. How it happened? He actually escaped with just a high ankle sprain. He'll be out a few weeks, but escapes a huge injury, and that's a huge sigh of relief for this Denver Broncos offense because without him, they would be in a lot of trouble. 100%, bro. So the Broncos get a nice win on the road. Giants, they have a quick turnaround as they play the football team on Thursday. Yep, they're in for a rude awakening in, in terms of pass rush. Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life. 100%, bro. So why don't we just go right to the football team since we just talked them up. And they had a disappointing game, I thought. But now you're going to see Fitzpatrick. He's not playing. He's gonna, he's injured. You're going to see Taylor Heineke. So what do you think of the football team's 20-16 loss against the Chargers? Well, the defense looked great, in my opinion, other than the uh, the end of the game. But the offense without um, without Fitzpatrick, it's going to be an issue. But Heineke can play. What I saw is, you know what, they got after the quarterback, the Chargers. You know, no one gives them their respect about that pass rush of the um, – of the – Chargers because they got a pretty good pass rush, even though they don't have uh, Melvin Ingram anymore. They still have Bosa. But uh, what I, what I saw is Justin Herbert play great. The offense of the Chargers is still arguably one of the the best in football, underrated. And 
for the football team, you know what? Logan Thomas, this tight end, I, I can't hype this guy up enough. All he did was make plays. He scored a touchdown. Scary Terry McLaren makes a highlight reel catch on the sideline uh, in this game. But you know what? It just wasn't enough. The Chargers were able to squeak this one out, and they're going to move on to the Giants next week. But it was a bunch. The thing with the Washington football team is they're missing an offensive weapon in Curtis Samuel, who's out on the um, what you would call it list. He's out on the on IR. He's with a uh, with an injury, so he'll be back in three weeks. So this team is missing playmakers, so they're going to have to make up for it. Yeah, hundred percent, bro. Couldn't agree more. Tough loss for them week one. The Chargers do just enough to win. So how about another entertaining one? We get Vikings and Bengals, and Bengals get an upset. Big Steve is not, not happy, I don't think, and the uh, Bengals win in overtime. This was a crazy one. Yeah, man. The, I'm telling you this. Don't sleep on these uh, Bengals. This offense of the Cincinnati Bengals is absolutely stacked, and you saw it. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, old best friends from old with the old ball coach down there in um, – LSU. They come up to the pros together and they're showing their chemistry is still alive and strong. Jamar Chase looked great. Tyler, Bro uh, excuse me, Boyd is, I was a little disappointed with, wanted to see 100%. a little more. Uh, their tight end position is non-existent. Yeah. Joe Mixon went absolutely bonkers. He was tremendous in this game, Joe Mixon. He's fully healthy and he's showing exactly what he could do when he's fully healthy. In terms of, uh, the Vikings, you know, Dalvin Cook didn't have his best game. Uh, Adam Thielen went off because now everybody's going to cover Justin Jefferson. Yes, but I sir. am going to say, I am going to say this: Kirk Cousins did enough. And yes, I did like what I saw. I want to see a little <laughs> bit more throwing to Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. But it was a tough loss overtime. But I will say this: my hats off to Joe Burrow and this Bengals offense because down the road. They're going to be scary. You're not going to want to play this offense. What's up, GNT Nation? Have you subscribed to our YouTube channel yet? Subscribe to us at Grunt Talks MLB. Once again, that's Grunt Talks MLB. You could also catch us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Now back to the show. We hope you're enjoying the show so far. Follow us on Instagram at Grunt Talks Team, Twitter at Grunt Talks MLB, and Grunt Talks NFL. Again, Instagram Grunt Talks Team. Twitter, Grunt Talks MLB, and Grunt Talks NFL. Now back to the show. Yeah, bro, I mean, this was not on Kirk Cousins by any means. Sometimes we poke fun at him. Uh, this, he played a great game. They just couldn't do enough, though. But Bengals were just a little bit better. Joe Burrow had a great day. No turnovers. Jamar Chase, like you said, just over 100 yards. He set the tone. Mixon had 150 yards all purpose, so that was fantastic to see. And in terms of this one, we'll see what the Bengals are all about. The Vikings, to me, are going to be mediocre all year, kind of. I don't think they're not too good, not too bad, but we'll see what ends up happening with them. So they, it's going to be interesting to see how the season plays out for both these squads. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So why don't we – you want to – let's – you know what? Let's go on to the Eagles-Falcons. I'm just going to tell you this. I watched this game down here. Um, Jalen Hurts – shut everybody up this game. He was lights out. He was tremendous in this game. Keeping the play alive, running the ball, throwing the ball was sensational. Jalen Rieger looked great. Devontae Smith scored a touchdown. Want to add this, all Alabama wide receivers that were drafted in this year's draft class 
scored touchdowns in week one. Want to add that. So the Eagles looked really good. The defense clamped down on the Falcons. I'm just going to say this. This Atlanta Falcons team is garbage. They're horrendous. They got beat by the Eagles, and the Eagles team is not as good as, as people would think they played, but they did play exceptionally well. The run, the rushing attack, Miles Sanders did very well. Um, I was very impressed with the Eagles' defense. Uh, Matt, Matt Ryan did just as he could. Kyle Pitts didn't really do much. Calvin Ridley was, was uh, you know, <clears throat> utilized. But I will tell you this. I'm very impressed with what I saw from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, me too, bro. Um, the Eagles took it to the Falcons. I know we're both down this Falcons team, and they showed us exactly why. But this team might be even worse than we thought. Defense, an absolute train wreck. Offense gets down the red zone stalls like we know. Kyle Pitts doesn't get too much going like Davis, you know, just wasn't there. But for Jalen Hurts to get three touchdowns and you get Devonta Smith, who has a touchdown as well. He looked very well. Maybe regret not drafting him. Miles Sanders had a good day also. Over 100 yards all purpose. So the Eagles team was cooking and it looked good. But we both think it's not going to last. But for now, it's a good win. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So why don't we transition over to the Seahawks? And Colts game. Now, I don't know how much you were able to see any of this. None of it, but, really. Okay, well, Russell Wilson, you let Russell Wilson cook. This guy was on fire. Four touchdown passes, including two first-half touchdown passes to Tyler Lockett. This team was absolutely cooking. Looked really, really good. Now, with the Colts, um, you know, Carson Wentz was under pressure a lot all day. Uh, the team didn't do that. They didn't play well. We're okay. But the story of the game is just how good Russell Wilson looked. 100%, bro. Jonathan Taylor has 120 yards, no touchdowns. Wentz was decent, but nothing that knocks your socks off with 215, two touchdowns, no picks. So, um, yeah, like you said, the Seahawks took over. Now we see why we're the favorite, obviously. This Colts team had a lot of injuries. They had to deal with a lot of guys. Barely got practice time. Looked like they weren't quite ready to go, unfortunately, for them. The Seahawks, we'll see how they can do. And the Colts, I think they'll be fine. It's a rough week one. Yeah, yeah, the Colts are going to be okay. I like their offense. I like their defense. It was just a week one loss. You're playing Russell Wilson, and when he's on, he's on. So nothing taken away from them. 100%, bro. So we look at the Jaguars and Texans, and the Texans, they have a sharp dose of reality for Trevor Lawrence, who gets turned over three times. Does throw 332 yards and three touchdowns, but three picks won't get it done. Texans blitz the Jaguars 37-21. to Definitely surprised how lopsided this one was. And for the Texans, we're going to see Tyrod Taylor put on a show with almost 300 yards with no picks and two TDs. Mark Ingram turned back the clock, huh? 85 rushing yards, a touchdown, and um, he looked good on the ground. And you get Danny Amendola getting in the end zone. Brandon Cooks with 132. Uh, David Johnson didn't really do too much, but he did get one receiving touchdown. This backfield's going to be a mess, although they gave it all to Ingram, basically. So what did you think of the surprising Texans win? Uh, if I could tell you I was shocked, I wouldn't be lying to you, because I was. I thought the Jaguars were going to be really, really good. I It's... It's Trevor Lawrence's first game. It's growing pains. I do want to say this. Here's a stat for you. This loss was the first loss in Trevor Lawrence's life. 
And I'm not exaggerating. Yes, he has never lost a game in the regular season going back to Pop Warner, to high school, and to college. That is unreal. So he was given in his first start a huge dose of reality against a team that, let's face it, we all thought would go 0-17. But they played really, really good. Brandon Cooks was uncoverable. Danny Amendola with the touchdown, the backfield of the Texans. Anybody trying to pick somebody up, stay away from it because it's a running back by committee. Whoever's got the hot hand is going to play. But Tyrod Taylor looked really, really good. And the Texans' defense, which I don't think is very good against a rookie quarterback, really caused confusion for him. So it, it was something. But Trevor Lawrence got a long way to go. This Jaguars offense, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't like it. I – I don't. The only uh, pieces I like are the running back uh, James Robinson, and I do like um, uh, Chenault. I think Chenault's very good, and I think DJ Chark is good. But other than that, I think it's putrid. So they got a long way to go. But the Texans getting a win was very, very uh, eye-opening to say the least. A hundred percent, especially in the fashion which they got it. But we're not going to spend too much time there. So let's see what else is on. Well, we got to do Chiefs. Bronco Browns, Chiefs Browns. Wow, what a game that ends up being. Looks like the Browns are going to get it done, and the Chiefs get them late. And a huge revenge match for the Chiefs as they're losing that Super Bowl. They get back on track. The Browns once again let the Chiefs off the hook, and Mahomes just did what he does: three thirty-seven, three TDs, and then you have Tyree Kill going for almost two hundred and a touchdown. Kelsey getting two touchdowns. So this team is picking up right where it left off before they got embarrassed by the Bucks. Yes, yes, they did. And they show in the beginning, you know what? The pass rush of the Browns is going to be a problem for whoever plays them. Uh, Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney were in Patrick Mahomes' face all day until they figured it out in the second half. Uh, Hats off to the Browns. They played really, really good. And honestly, at the end of the game, when Baker threw that interception, he was pressured. He tried to throw the ball out of bounds, and it stayed inbounds, and it was intercepted. Not my hat goes off to Baker Mayfield and this offense of the uh, Browns that played really, really well without Odell Beckham, who did not play due to injury. He's still trying to work his way back through the ACL injury. But uh, the Chiefs came back. Patty Mahomes does what he does best. Um, Travis Kelsey, two TDs. Tyreek Hill was uncoverable. When is he not? And the Chiefs defense does just enough at the end to squeak out a victory. But what a game. Yeah, it was really a battle. And the Browns aren't going anywhere. When they get Odell back, they'll be even better. This team's looking decent. Baker had the one backbreaker. Chubb and Hunt are getting it done again. Those two are just wrecking crews together. What a tandem you have back there. And then you're just going to see that all year. And Njoku shows up. If he can get back to what they thought he was going to be, that would be another big bonus for them. Absolutely. Yeah, they got they got weapons all over the field. And and the two-headed monster at running back, especially, especially the uh, revenge game of Kareem Hunt against the Chiefs, he played exceptionally well. So they're not going anywhere. This might be one loss, but they're not going to have many losses this year. They're going to no. be one of the toughest teams to play against. Yeah, they could end up winning that division. We'll see what happens. It's going to be something, bro. I'll tell you that. So how about um, this might be the most surprising result of the day, and we're getting down to it. I believe we have two games left, if my, if this serves me right. I'm pretty sure it does. So actually three. We got three left. But we're going to go to a shocking, two shocking results to me. 
First, we got Packers Saints. What the hell happened to the Packers and Aaron Rodgers? Thirty-eight to three. Uh, I'll tell you this: it was Aaron Rodgers just really didn't play well. It looked rusty. Uh, he didn't get the ball out of his hands quickly as he usually does. Uh, the Saints defense really clamped down on him. It was just a bad, bad day for the Packers offense and defense. And my hat goes off to Jameis Winston, who played his heart out, lights out, didn't turn the ball over through, I think, four touchdowns. Looked really, really good in the Saints offense without, I might add, without Michael Thomas looked exceptionally well. But the Packers really losing this game was a huge eye-opener for me, for sure. Yeah, Winston went off. Five touchdowns under 150 yards. He was efficient. Kamara to this thing with 83 yards, and he got a receiving touchdown. A little over 90 all-purpose for him. Harris had two catches for 72 yards. The Saints team took advantage of good field position. They really took it to the Packers, obviously. But um, it's it's going to be um, two. Oh, no, this isn't the thing. I was going to say, trying to see the scores real quick. So, they had Kamara, Juwan Johnson, Hogan, Chris Hogan even got it on here. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, Chris Hogan uh, from playing lacrosse comes back, signs with the Saints, scores a touchdown week one. So they got a reliable guy in him, all reliable. All right, so now we're going to get down to a talk for my second team now. And my second team did not get off to a good start. The Cardinals, 38-13 to 13 over the Titans. I was pissed. This was dog shit from the Titans. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what the hell happened, but it wasn't football. Your boy Chandler Jones gets five sacks. Five sacks. They got Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill does not play his best game by any means, but it's tough when you have someone sacking you five times. Turns the ball over once. Derrick Henry only gets under 60 yards. Um, Then you have Julio Jones, you know. I need to hear your comments on this one, too. So Jones had three catches for 29 yards. He had a few drops. Not his best day by any means. He also – I mean, I don't know if you saw this, but what was the um, um game misconduct penalty on Jones? That was hooked them out of third and one and made it like third and 16. Mike Vrabel was not too thrilled about that one. Um, You know what? That play, I think – I forgot what he did. To be quite honest with you, I forgot what he did. But Mike Vrabel wasn't happy. But going with this – um, with the Titans, uh, you know what? Disappointed is an understatement because this offense with Julio Jones and A.J. Brown is lights out. But I'll tell you this, you know, he struggled to get the ball. Yeah, he got sacked five times by Chandler Jones, who is cementing himself as one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, but Ryan Tannehill didn't play well. A.J. Brown scored. He did He did as best he could. Julio Jones did not show up, of course. No. When you contain Derrick Henry, that's something else. But I will tell you this, this team with – I know – Some people will say they got great receivers. They don't need a tight end. I'm sorry. They are missing a playmaker in Jonu Smith. I'm going to tell you that right now. They are really – yep, exactly. They are really missing his versatility on that offense. But uh, the Cardinals, the the wide receiver uh, star power on the field in this game was crazy. You got Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, uh, A.J. Green, and DeAndre Hopkins, who scores not one but two touchdowns. Kyler Murray had this insane play where he scrambled for like 47 yards behind the line of scrimmage and found somebody uh, for a first down. Kyler Murray played his heart out, looked absolutely sensational. 
Uh, and they're going to be tough to beat this Cardinals team. I'm telling you, they're, they're really underrated. It's going to be scary, man. Yeah, and you see A.J. Green gets his feet wet with 25 yards. Hopkins gets two touchdowns to this thing. Christian Kirk also has two touchdowns in this one. Um, yep. I can't just look at disappointment from the Titans. I know the Cardinals took it to him, and uh, Kyler deserves a ton of credit. Gets four touchdowns, almost 300 yards. That crazy play you're talking about. He also rushes for 20 in a touchdown. So it was the Kyler Murray show. We were just living in it. That's what took place in Tennessee. And for the Titans, I mean, that was an embarrassment. That's what that was. They got to get back to the drawing board. Could the lack of a tight end hurt them? Yeah, but um, I think they'll be okay. Just to, you got to wash it away. It's a shitty week one. Yeah, man, it was really uh, not a good day for uh, the Titans. They got a lot to do. But Kyler Murray is showing to himself to be why he is was the first overall pick. He could do so much more for you than just scramble around. Yeah, and then the other thing is that um, I figured out what it was. Jones, like, swung in the cornerback, apparently. I don't know what caused it, but that's so uncharacteristic of him, so something crazy must have happened. I'm surprised by that. But as for Mike Brable calling him out, like, whatever, I guess I get it. He doesn't know him too well yet. Jones will be just fine. He just got to strap in, rebound next week. Yeah, we'll got to see what happens. Got to see what happens. Got a long way to go. Yep, so then there's one game left, and this was the most predictable outcome of any game. It was the Rams and the Bears. The Rams, 34-14. to 14, A lot of noise about Andy Dalton, already should, how he should be displaced by Justin Fields. Um, throws a pick, 200 yards. Daytime Dalton's record just gets worse than primetime. I don't know what it is, maybe 111 or something. I'm not sure if I'm making that up, but it's really bad. Whatever. I'm going to try to look for fun, actually. But um, – and then Matt Stafford just goes off. His first pass, 67 yards to Van Jefferson. The guy just looks like he belongs in L.A. And that Rams team could be one of the better teams in football. Yeah, they're, they're, Matthew Stafford seems to be the missing piece to that offensive equation. And I'll tell you, he looked really good He in this offense. He was built for this offense. They needed a guy who could throw the ball downfield like that. Jared Goff was not that guy. They go out and upgrade with Matthew Stafford. And he just lights it up in his first start on his first pass, as you alluded to, 67 yards to Van Jefferson for a score. Uh, I will tell you this. The Bears team, David Montgomery is very, very good. I want to tip my hat to him. He's sensational. He does anything and everything for you. But other than that, this Bears team is horrendous. I know they got Khalil Mack in the pass rush, but I'm not sold on the defense still. The Rams defense, the secondary is stout with Jalen Ramsey shutting down uh, um, Allen Robinson and and all that. But I will say, you know what? This was predictable. We all knew what was going to happen, and they they got the win. It's time to go to Justin Fields. Justin Fields got in. He, he played one down, but they need to go to Justin Fields, go to the rookie, because daytime Dalton is not going to cut it. He's going to get you beat every time. Daytime is six and seven. Daytime now six and eighteen in prime time slots. So he has a twenty-five percent winning. He's he's won twenty-five winning percentage of twenty-five in prime time games for daytime Dolan. Guy just absolutely Disgusting. he's absolutely Disgusting. terrible. He's a choke artist at his finest. Disgusting. Never won absolutely. a playoff game either. Lost at least five of them. He's, he's horrendous. Oh, my yeah. God. I never I, understood the hype around him. I just don't get it. But, like, that's a whole other story. Like, oh, but what about the promise Matt Nagy made for him to be the starter? Don't you think he should honor it? Hell, yeah, definitely. He should, <laughs> he made, 
You know what? I made a promise when we signed him. He's the starter, so I'll stick with him, even though he got beat in camp. Yeah, okay, Matt. That's what's going to get you fired, too. Matt, yeah, he's on the hot seat, as he should be. And also, he's going to lose the locker room pretty quickly if he doesn't turn the fields, so he might want to yep. fix that. Exactly. He should turn to fields really soon because that locker room is going to call for his head to be fired. And I'm just going to tell you this. I really think that he gets fired at the end of the year. If he did you see a scenario where he gets fired in season? I would be shocked if he gets fired in season. I think the bears would let him finish out the year and then can his ass at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Justin Fields, I'm going to guess he starts no later than week five. It can't, they can't do more than four games with daytime. And if daytime gets embarrassed again, then maybe even sooner. Yeah, if daytime Dalton next this week struggles in the first half, second half, you got to put in Justin Fields. You want to win the game? He showed you what he could do. He showed off his ability. Just let him do it. Just let Justin Fields play. Well, yeah. Next, yeah, next week's Bengals Bears. It's a winnable game too, so they're going to play around with games they can win because they're not going to use Fields. So that's not smart either. No, not at all, bro. And I'll tell you. That's – how about that? That's a grudge LSU, match. Yep. LSU quarterback going up against the Ohio State quarterback, played in college against each other. That's, that, that's going to be fun to watch too. Yeah, Dalton um, – no, Dalton gets his former team too. He, exactly. That's, that's a, lot of, there. a lot of storylines against – a lot of storylines. So, I think we did it, brother. What a tied Tuesday that was. What a triumphant return. Yep. Tides Tuesday is coming come gone, brother. That was awesome. We're going to do this every week, 17 weeks strong. So, um, before we go, I want to do record discretion. So, we well, we didn't really talk about Bucks Cowboys, actually. Oh, yeah, we didn't. All right. So, yeah, we'll talk about Bucks Cowboys. I'll tell you this, Jules, for me, Dak Prescott showed himself to be, you know what? He's underrated for sure. Because he played against this number one ranked defense and really stuck it to them. He really did. He was outstanding. He had the one turnover, but really, really played well. Uh, I will tell you this. The Dallas Cowboy defense that last year was ranked 32nd in the league in every category showed this week that they could stick with anybody. Dan Quinn being hired as the D coordinator was the difference. Tom Brady did what Tom Brady does. You leave him time on the clock. He's going he's gonna to beat you, and that's exactly what he did. But the Buccaneers, you know what, showed a weakness in that secondary. That's how you beat them. You want to beat them, throw the ball. 100%, bro. 100%. So I think you did beat me in the picks, I'm pretty sure. Did you pick Colts or Seahawks? You picked Seahawks, right? Of course, yeah, I picked Seahawks. I'm trying to think what else I was going to ask you. You picked Chargers over a football team. You picked Broncos. I think I did Giants. Yeah, I think you got me pretty good. I picked I got st- I picked Steelers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the exact record. We'll go over this next time, probably. So before we get going, I don't know what your schedule looks like the rest of the week, but I'm sure you're going to want to do football Thursday, most likely. Yeah, we'll do football Thursday. We'll get that before the Thursday night game like we did last time. And yeah, we got a lot more. We got a lot more uh, brewing. You know, baseball is coming to a baseball uh, regular season is starting to. Uh, come around the corner so we got a lot to do yeah so speaking of that do you want to do baseball wednesday or friday or do you want to push it to next week friday okay we could do baseball friday yeah we'll do baseball friday and we'll uh 
we'll we'll get into that because I know that's going to be an animated one. Yeah, for sure. And I want to touch on Cooperstown, a few other things, the Subway Series, which is crazy. A lot of the fun stuff. Football and baseball collide. We're at the peak now. Pennant races, early football stages, baseball and football. Gotta love them being at their fire top. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. All right, bro. So, so uh, we we'll get into it quickly. We won't go through uh, the whole song and dance, but like Grunt Talks and Mobile, check out um, our content, the baseball and football. YouTube is uh, Grunt Talk Sports, and of course, now Grunt Talks NFL. Exactly. So, as Julian alluded to, check all those out, and we'll be back. All right, brother, let's get it. <laughs> 